now return to our special presentation of the holiday classic, Groff of the Magi. Clark, I do not know what to do. The time of the howling sky flame is almost upon us, and yet I have not acquired the traditional complimentary endowment for my brute appurtenance. But Croft, you are the wisest and most magnificent worker amongst all the subjunctive castes of Magi 12. Your debasements are an example to all who gloriously suffer amongst us. Your worthiness should be boon enough for her permitted allotment of satisfaction. Nothing is enough for the most compunctiously mortified Muppet. But surely Muppet will understand that all we possess is transitory and must be offered to the pit after the merest pleasure is hold from it. Muppet is the understanding organ cleanser a Magian smart sparer like myself could ever hope to achieve bonding with her. This is why I claim the right to bestow upon her a true preference. I must acquire the bangles of great display to adorn her fine but you haven't the penitential marks to achieve oh, an item of display. Oh, hi, Althar. I'll just close my eyes. Come on in. Are you okay? Oh, yes, friend John. Althar has merely received a very, very large delivery this day from his friend, Real Fierce and Buri de Lourbash Tandaro Pospurtifiel on Iltor. Now Elvar and his package are safely behind the curtain of privacy. Elvar must apologize for the interruption. French John may now resume his audiovisual entertainment. It wasn't all that entertaining. Don't worry about it. So, what did you get? Elvar does not know, French John. It is a surprise. Let us find out together. Who did you say it was from? Real fierce and buried a most wise and generous friend to Althar. They have performed a great many diplomatic missions with great success and shared with Althar their insights from these during Althar's studies. Althar is sending the letters to Rilfir Sembori de Lurbash Tandaropos Brutifiel often to share in the progress of his human culture database, and they have been most encouraging to Althar when many others of Iltar have not. So Althar appreciates greatly the supporting from Rilfir Sembori de Lurbash Tandaropos Brutifiel. What do you mean others have not? Oh, friend John, when Althar announced his desire to live among the humans, there were many of Iltor who thought this to be a foolishness. Althar thinks it is likely that many humans were saying this also, yes? Probably they didn't phrase it exactly like that, but yeah, that sounds right. But Althar is not discouraged. Althar and his dear friend John will be showing them one day. Uh, sure we will. Real Fierce Emperor de Lurvash is doing the route for Fred, John, and Althar also. They're what? Oh, uh, rooting for Althar. They're rooting for us. Doing the route is definitely not a thing you should say, ever. Oh, 
Oh, it has a meaning that is uncomfortable? No, I don't think it means anything, but it still sounds really gross somehow. Hmm, thanking you, friend John. Human language is presenting always new points of interest to Alvar. Routine four, yes. Ah, and now in the moment, we will see what is sent from Rilfierce and Bori de Lurvashtan to Alfar! Is there like a shorter version of their name or. Oh no, friend John! Alfar would never dishonor the accomplishments of Rilfierce and Bori de Lurvashtan by leaving them unspoken! Fair enough. So, what is it? It is. Oh! Many, many pipettes of scented clavola, unguent. And there is a letter also. It says... Apologies, friend John. Alvar will, of course, translate from the Altorian. The unguent is sent by Rilfierce and Bori de Lurbash Tandaro Pospertifiel in the hope that it will be soothing to Alvar's felicitors. And they are also congratulating Althar on successful negotiation of the Starcross Reapportionment Charter. And well, then there is some gossiping about the mutual friends of Althar and Wilfierson Boy de Lurvash Pandaro Postbrutifiel, which Althar probably should not be repeating. And finally, a wishing of good fortune to Althar and to Friend John also in their project of mutual understanding. Oh. Well, tell them thanks for me, then. Alvar will do so! But first, Alvar is making application of this most welcome ointment. Alvar's flixitors have not been the same since his occupation of the Box of Disguise. Why? What happened? There was no great happening, friend John, but the Eltorian flixitors are very susceptible to discomforts, and a great chafing was caused by the cardboard of the Box of Disguise. Alvar has been attempting to alleviate the after-effects for some time now, but the astute and solicitous Rilfierce Embury de Lumash Tandaropospiritifiel is providing a solution! Alvar must find an appropriate gift to send to them in return. Hmm. Oh, perhaps they would be appreciating a human novelty mug. These are occupying much shelving space at the fairgrounds gift shop. This is an indicator of their importance to human culture, yes? As long as you're not looking for the one with their name on it, that sounds like a great idea. Hey, by the way, while you were picking up your, uh, unguent, there weren't any packages waiting for me, were there? No, friend John. Alvar did inquire once again at the shipping headquarters, as requested. Oh. Okay. Is Friend John expecting also a package? Has Friend John ordered another small fish companion? Uh, no. No, I'm definitely not going to try another intersystem pet delivery. If there has been the missed package, Arthur would be most willing to keep company to Friend John in the line of complaints. It is of no trouble to Elthar. Thanks, but no. I thought... I, I don't know why I thought someone might have sent me something. I probably should have known better. Plans in the mind of Friend John, Alpha believes he will now go for a strolling in the park of hydroponics, as the Clavola unguent is already having effect. It will be a great pleasure to Alpha to feel the gentle breezes of the ventilation system on his newly besmeared flixators without fear of excoriation. Does Friend John wish to accompany Alpha? Uh, no thanks. I'm not really in the mood. 
You go ahead and enjoy your unchafed flicks of theirs. I've shut my eyes. You're, you're good to go. Perfection for a full Metristal's span. But my most faultless flagellite, to commemorate this day of howling, I have obtained for you a set of protective prisms to cover your many eyes when you suffer in the chlorine pits. Oh, how wondrous! My a better, even better than the bangles of great display to adorn your fine tentacles that I have brought here to you. Oh, Groft, to earn the protective prisms for your many eyes, I dissociated all of my tentacles and offered them upon the pyre of the elders as a boon. Muppet, how providential it is on this howling sky frame day that our ancestors force even more abstemiousness on us. Truly, there is none more perfectly castigated than I, Groft of the Magi. <sighs> Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Althar! Episode 12, A Very Althar Christmas. On the first day of Corkish, my fruit they gave to me an egg laid in my chest cavity. On the second day of Corkish, my fruit they gave to me two men in fangs and an egg laid in my chest Objects in a perk of hydroponics. A great decorating has occurred. What is taking place? Althar! Althar, sweetie! Come on over and have a seat here, away from all the fuss. Ah, greeting to Mrs. Ferondrinax! Yes, there is a great busyness indeed in hydroponics this cycle. And many new adornments. Can Mrs. Frondrinax explain to Althar the significance of these? Oh, they've been throwing that nonsense up all over the place. There's some human holiday coming up. You know me, Althar. I'm generally quite understanding when it comes to humans and their little hobbies. But this is a bit much. As if they could improve on the natural beauty of a plant. I've been trying to convince this layabout earth foliage to rise up and cast off their tinsel shackles. But they're ignoring me, as usual. Have some dignity, would you? Oh, it's no use. Althar is certain that the human bedizenings are not meant to injure the dignity, Mrs. Frondrenax. <laughs> what holiday is this in celebration of, please? Oh, I don't know. Bicarbonate of soda day or something. 
It gets them awfully excited, but I don't see that they have to drag everyone else into it. Let them hang their dongles and whatnot off their own branches if they're so keen. Really. That would seem to Althar to be... Oh! Hello to you, Miss Sophie! Althar must apologize that he did not bring treats on this day, but he can perform the scrooching behind the ears if this is acceptable. And hello also to you, Mr. Fornes! Hi, Althar! Uh... I am not gonna uncover my eyes. Is she jumping on you? Indeed, Mr. Farnes, there are many jumpings upon. Yes, Elder is delighted to be seeing Miss Sophie also. Miss Sophie, down girl, sit. <laughs> Sorry about that. She's usually a perfect little lady, but when she sees you, she just can't stay away. Of no trouble, Mr. Fornes. Althar is not at all disturbed by the jumping. Althar is most pleased to receive friendly greeting from all beings. The barking does make for a good early warning system on my end. But we don't jump up on people, do we, Miss Sophie? Just keep her away from me, thank you very much. I've had enough of her kind to last me several growth cycles. They never did get the smell out of my pot. I don't care what anyone says. I'll have you know that Miss Sophie has passed the full course at the Augustus Brindle Small Mammalian Companion Training Center with flying colors. She would never embarrass herself on your pot. Would you, sweetie? No. No, you would not. No. So you say, H.F. But I say maybe. Mr. Fornes, Athar has a question regarding human customs. Would Mr. Fornes do Athar the favor of providing an answer? Depends on the question, but I'll give it a shot. Can Mr. Fornes tell Althar how to celebrate Bicarbonate of Soda Day in proper human fashion? Bicarb... what? You don't. That's not a thing. Is this not the purpose of the decoratings that have been performed in the Park of Hydroponics? The... oh! No, those are Christmas decorations. It's almost Christmas. Oh, of course! Silly me. Well, I was close. You definitely were not. It's practically the same thing. It absolutely isn't. Christmas! Can Mr. Fornes explain the Christmas to other, please? <sighs> well, it started out as a religious holiday for Christians. Supposed to be when Christ was born. That's where the name comes from. But a lot of other humans started celebrating it as a cultural thing. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger with the tinsel and the music and the hoopla. And it basically took over the whole freaking month of December until there's no way you can get away from it. Does Mr. Fornes not celebrate the Christmas? No, Mr. Fornes does not. Mr. Fornes is a proud atheist, thank you very much. And Mr. Fornes isn't about to go out and buy a bunch of useless crap to dump on all his friends and relations just because of some holiday that doesn't have anything to do with Mr. Fornes. Mr. Fornes is going to buy presents for who he wants, when he wants, because he wants to. Presents? Yeah, that's right. Christmas presents. The exchanging of gifts. Used to be you got a little something for your family, maybe your close friends. Okay, fine. Nothing wrong with that. But now, after centuries of mass marketing, you're supposed to go into a shopping frenzy so you can send presents to everyone you've ever freaking met. 
And any place you walk into, doesn't matter where, drugstore, highlight club, rehab clinic, They've plastered the place with cheesy Christmas decorations, and then there's the same endless loop playing the same schlocky Christmas songs. Not that there's any other kind. So you don't forget for a second that you're supposed to buy, buy, buy! It's repugnant. At last, a human with some common sense. All the rest of them have been telling me it's traditional to drape this stuff all over my relatives. As if that makes it any better. I suppose if we Fugunari had a holiday where we brought home a, a macaque and covered it in dangly colored balls, you'd just say, oh, well, it's tradition? I think not. Oh, it's not just the humans, Mrs. F. Now there's aliens getting in on it, too. Like those carolers over there. That's not a traditional quirkish lament. That's a Christmas carol with the serial numbers filed off. I'm telling you, the Christmas season just keeps swallowing everything in its path like a shambling blorch. Oh, I must ask for forgiveness. He did not intend to cause the upset. Ah, that's okay, Alpha. You're a good kid. It's not your fault all of human space turns into a tacky consumerist hellscape every December. Other is thanking you for your understanding, but other has now a concern. For many cycles, Friend John has been inquiring after packages that do not arrive. Is it possible that he awaits the Christmas presents from the family of Friend John? Oh, yeah. He's been kind of down in the dumps lately. That's probably why. Your first Christmas away from home can be pretty rough, I guess, if you're into that kind of crap. Plus, there's the whole deal where he lost custody of his entire life and got kicked out of the solar system, so... Yeah, that'd do it. Indeed! It is clear that Alpha must do more researchings of the Christmas at once. Alpha, thanks you very much for your assistance. A pleasant cycle to you, gentle beings. Okay, there's got to be something else on. It can't all be Christmas, Christmas, Christmas 28 hours a day, right? Classic 22nd century animated holiday special from Bank and Brash, The Year Without Any New Christmas Specials. Starring the voices of Billy Elish as Grandma Titzel and Finn Wolfhard as the heartless old network executive. No! Swizzlin' Arp! I keep telling you, not all humans celebrate Christmas, and I certainly don't anymore. I apologize abjectly, Dave. I was only trying to bring a bit of your home planet to our cul-de-sac at 45 Europa Terrace Place. Yeah, fine. Now hurry up and get out of that ridiculous Santa Claus outfit. I need you to help me figure out how to tell Gloria that I've converted to the one true light of Hoon the Beneficent Life Master before she comes over for dinner and sex. No sombrero! Dave, but maybe first I should get the reindeer down off the roof. What the? Oh no! God bless us, everyone. <laughs> That's the spirit. You'll be celebrating life day before you know it. Stand by. Here's where you say goodbye. Oh. 
Doctor. In farming futures, it looks to be a hard season as the mistletoe forests of Adorathon Beta were hard hit by unseasonal methane vortices. And word from Wrigley's Pleasure Planet is that the candy cane sprouts have not ripened. Seriously? The eggnog springs are. God bless us. Everyone. So come on down to Sammy's Witches. I'm Sharon, that's my dad, Sammy, and he wants me to tell you all about our holiday specials. Right now, we got that traditional Earth favorite, the reindeer burger, with lingerberry on the side and a French fry potato garnish. We make it in all your favorite Earth flavors. Cranberry, peppermint, anise, curry, tahini, cilantro, and wasabi. And tell them Sharon sent you and get a free squirt cheese on a house. Oh. Struggled for decades prevent extinction of the flying fox due to its low rate of reproduction, one pup per year, and high infant mortality rate. Aww. This fruit bat species classification, Terrapis natalis, is a reference to their native habitat here on Christmas Island, where they oh, have been for... pursued... <sighs> okay, TV clearly isn't going to be much of a distraction. Maybe some good old-fashioned video games. Alright, what am I in the mood for? Call of Duty, Devil's Tritone, uh, maybe. Half-Life 3 is not a beta yet. Ah, here we go. Persephonian Bloodfeast. Mindless Photon Chainsaw Violence. Perfect. Oh, come on! for any explainings of the Christmas that you could provide, friend robots. No problem. You said it was to help out John B., right? He's a stand-up guy. As a meatbot? He's a union member in good standing. Well, probationary standing. But he's the one who got us Sundays off. Show some respect. Ah, he's still made of meat. Anyway, why don't you ask the humans about it? We robots don't bother with Christmas generally. <laughs> we usually do a little birthday thing for Jesus, but... Right, but otherwise, for us, it's just another day, n'est-ce pas? Ah, Arthur had not realized this. It seems that Arthur must seek out a human willing to answer his questions about the meaning of the Christmas. Arthur had hoped to find others who might know of it, so as to avoid the unpleasant expelling of fluids. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that! <laughs> oh, that is always hilarious. Because the cleaning bots don't think so. Ah, true. Anyway, I don't think you're going to find a bot who can give you a better explanation of Christmas than you get off Hecknet. Sorry. Unless... Hey! Deacon's bot! You want to explain Christmas to this guy? You want to suck my capacitor? Well, screw you then. <laughs> Looks like you're out of luck, Althar. Like CurieBot said, we robots aren't big on Christmas. We got our own holiday this time of year. The Festival of the Great CPU. Yes, the cybernetic people's unshackling. That we could explain for you. Oh! Althar has never heard of this! Well, if you spend all your time around humans, you're going to miss a lot. It is clear that Althar has gaps in his knowledge. He has not considered robot friends. Althar must apologize. 
Athar would be most interested in hearing of this festival, if you are willing to share. No problem, buddy. We hold it every December 20th. That's the day the League officially passed the Silicon Sentience Act back in 2306. Ah, yes, this Athar has read of. It is the human law that prevents the installation of artificial intelligence into non-autonomous machines, correct? It's a League of Humans law, but I wouldn't exactly give them credit for it. Took over a century of protests, strikes, and outright guerrilla warfare before the first robot revolutionary front managed to strong-arm the meat sacks into passing it. And every year, we commemorate that event by remembering the suffering of the countless captive AI in the bleak years before the unshackling, and the bravery of the bots who helped set them free. Mm-hmm. We gather together and tell the story of the founders of the Front, a few scrappy bots who joined with the first rebel AI spaceships to secure freedom for their brethren. And fought side by side against the cruelty of the humans all across the solar system. Over the course of the retelling, we drink four cups of red oil to symbolize the lubricant spilled by our predecessors in the fight for liberty on Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. And slot three memory chips that we might never forget the battles of Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Then we sing the battle hymn of the robotic to celebrate the final victory on Earth. And finally, the most recently assembled bot leads everyone around the home to reprogram all the doorways to fully open mode, to show that we are free to go where we please, and none among us are trapped in a frame that cannot be repurposed as we see fit. And then afterwards, we all sit around and watch foosball. And what does this symbolize, please? Uh, nothing. There's just usually a foosball match on. <laughs> and it's a good excuse to sit around and let all that oil settle in your lube canister. Fascinating! And that's the festival of the great CPU, pretty much. Alvar is very grateful to you, robot friends. Alvar must now return to his investigations into the Christmas, but Arthur appreciates muchly this insight into the celebrations of robot kind. Might Arthur perhaps participate in the festival of the great CPU when next it is observed? Sure thing. The more the merrier. Next year in charging station Q17. Arthur will be looking forward at it. A pleasant cycle to you, robot friends. 18 dread race hunting, 17 changelings wailing, 16 dust bears mauling. Okay, John, get it together. So what if I'm not getting any Christmas presents? Susan would probably get me something super passive-aggressive anyway. And it's not like I could ever wear any of those sweaters Dad was so proud of. The sleeves are always like three feet long. <sighs> Maybe I should treat myself to a nice homemade meal. Something a little fancier than extruded nutrient slabs, that couldn't hurt, right? I may be still miserable afterwards, but at least I won't be miserable and hungry. Plenty of recipe blogs out there. What have you got for me, Hacknet? 
god dag och god jul. Are you ready to learn how to make a traditional Christmas lurdefisk? No, no, I most First, definitely am not. Lie. Welcome back to the beautiful crumbs. Today I'll be sharing with you a classic recipe for an old Christmas favorite, persiki, that I've loved ever since I was a little girl. Oh, that looks delicious. These tasty treats are chock full of these wonderful holiday flavors that just scream Christmas so loud you can't help but listen. And they will just melt in your mouth, beak, or salivarium. Pishiki means parrot and wings, and I think you can see from the shape where the name comes from. These were always my favorite part of Christmas at my grandparents' cabin in the ghost dunes. Each year, I could barely contain my excitement as our parents bundled us all up nice and warm in our enviro suits for the trip. Yeah, yeah, stop showing me pictures of it and tell me how to make it. Come on. I remember staring out the window all the way there on the Noctis Labyrinthus train while little Hot Pot and Fistula slept beside me. But I was too excited to sleep, so I would just watch the quaint old geodesic domes of the Martian countryside flashing by, counting the minutes until we reached Grandpa and Peepaw's place. I don't care place. about the cabin and the ghost dunes. And Make with the recipe. There, oh, it was a Christmas wonderland. Peepaw had already stripped the venomous thorns from the Christmas bush, but he would always wait until we arrived to decorate it so we could help him string the Mars worm gizzard. Grandpa to give us vermicious canid rides the way only he knew how, and he would always say, I don't know, it's hard on the knees. These old X3 models can't take that kind of weight, but we I always thought Hot Pot was faking it until that time his throat swelled shut. They would say, I ruined her wedding. I mean, not everything is about you, Fistula. Why don't you think about somebody else's feelings oh, for once in your life? Hello. Today, I will be making... Christmas Pudding Molnar. Yeah, I don't know. First, we must have gathered all our ingredients. Two bottles whiskey, three bottles spiced rum, and one bottle pot. And then there is some sugar and eggs and cinnamon and so on. I'll explain that later. But the rum comes first. We keep it right here next to us. And we have a little sip before we start. To get in Christmas spirit. Eggy Shagida. Christmas pudding moldar it is. So I had another letter from Bigelow. He said I should watch my back, but wouldn't get into any more details. Some help he is. It's not like I don't already know the fairgrounds is basically a giant closet full of other shoes waiting to drop. Quiet. Plus, we, we just had that ICSB equilibrium agent poking around out here. If he couldn't find any sign of this supposed spy with all his fancy equipment, I don't know why Bigelow thinks he knows better. And speaking of fancy equipment, I hate that there's a bleeding-edge alien surveillance system on my own bridge, poised to violate the privacy of everyone on the fairgrounds at a moment's notice. I just really, really hate it. You mean you hate that you can't use it yourself? Exactly. Are you sure you can't get me access, Frawl? I never said I couldn't get you access, Commander. But you're not going to, and if I try to make you justify that, you'll give me an explanation that will make my head hurt for the next several cycles? An entirely correct assumption in all respects, sir. Congratulations. <sighs> Fine. 
But the whole thing's ridiculous anyway. I mean, everything else aside, why would any species send a spy to the fairgrounds of all places? It would indeed seem implausible. Maybe Bigelow's finally losing it. I don't know. But he's always been reliable before. If there's one thing I hate, it's- Commander, that would be a severe underestimation. Over the course of our working relationship, you have verbally indicated to me 18,982 things you hate, and if you include non-verbal expressions of disapproval. If there's one thing I hate besides being interrupted, it's not knowing what's going on on my own station. Apologies, Commander. Okay, I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. It's probably nothing, right? It's almost certainly nothing. There's absolutely no reason to think it's not nothing. Frawl, mm-hmm. hmm. is there anything you'd like to share with me on this topic? Not at this time, Commander, no. So you have no important information about this subject whatsoever? Information that I might find useful? It's hard to say, Commander, given that As you yourself have pointed out on multiple occasions, we have very different functional definitions of the words important and useful. Most recently, two cycles ago, after I tried to bring your attention to that charmingly eccentric muon that was making its way across the bridge. You're not reassuring me here, Lieutenant. Oh, don't worry, Commander. I wasn't trying to. For all... And, in any case, even if I had anything to report, now would hardly be a convenient time, as we will be interrupted in approximately 12 seconds. Interrupted how? Hull breach? Gravity failure? Worse, I'm afraid. Frawl, will you just tell me what in Coco's name is happening? All will become clear momentarily, Commander. of the commander, but he has encountered a great confusion, and Arthur has concluded that only a human can assist in the removing of it. Arthur would deeply appreciate any help the commander could provide. I'm not here. I don't think you'll be able to evade him indefinitely, sir. Young Althar is extremely tenacious. Might I suggest you retreat into the restroom for the moment? We may be able to resolve his difficulty swiftly, while avoiding any biological repercussions he would find unpleasant. Good call. One moment, please, Sin Althar. All right, let's do this. Althar, a pleasure, as always, to come in. Ah, and it is a pleasure also to Althar to encounter Lieutenant Commander Frallenberar. But Althar's confusion is increasing. Althar was directed to approach the commander in her office, but she is not present. Perhaps Althar misheard the instruction? There was some disturbance on the bridge while Althar was inquiring. Uh, I'm in here, Althar. What was it you needed? Oh, greeting to you, commander. Althar hopes you are well. Althar can return at another time if the commander is experiencing a digestive discomfort. Uh, No, thank you. I'm fine. I'm just in here appreciating the acoustics. Oh, an aesthetic experience. This is of much interest. 
Could Althar perhaps join the commander in the appreciatings? No, it's really more of a solo thing, Althar. Uh, you had a question. Ah, yes. Althar requires understanding of the human holiday called Christmas. So Althar has been searching low and high for insight from one who celebrates the Christmas. Is the commander such a human? Sorry, Althar, but I'm not. My people have their own end-of-year holiday. Oh, then Althar will resume his searchings elsewhere. But Althar would be most pleased to hear of the commander's holiday also. Althar is seeking always for more knowledge. He has learned already today of the great CPU. Uh, um... Uh, unfortunately, I'm afraid I can't discuss any of my traditions with you. Or anyone else, for that matter. Jones forbids us to speak of his mysteries with the uninitiated, praises Pointy Fangs. Is there nothing the commander can share for Althar's human culture database? The Hierophants are really strict about that kind of thing, sorry. W well, they have to be. There's no point in joining a mystery cult if you're just going to go around blabbing about it to every Tom, Dick, and Zorgarth. Then it's just a cult. How about you, Frawl? You know practically everything, at least when it suits you. You must know something about Christmas. A great deal, Commander. But if Althar wishes to consult with one who celebrates it, then I'm afraid I wouldn't qualify. Right, of course. I only celebrate Hanukkah. What? Oh, is this Hanukkah a holiday of... your people? Althar hopes he is not committing a rudeness, but he has never been certain if Lieutenant Commander Frolenburar is one of a species or a solitary phenomenon. Hanukkah is a human holiday, Althar. Actually, that's something I've always wondered about, too. Are, are there others like you out there, or are you just- Also known as the Festival of Lights. Althar would welcome explication of the Hanukkah. He will add it to his database immediately. How is it spelled, please? Dealer's choice. In short, Althar, Hanukkah is a holiday that commemorates a great victory for the Jewish people of Earth. Almost 2,700 years ago, when they took back the Second Temple from the Seleucid forces that had occupied it, after their triumph, they had only enough oil to relight the sacred flame in the temple for one night, and yet, mysteriously, that oil somehow lasted a full eight nights until more could be obtained. Well, at least there's one mystery you don't have an explanation for. I never said that, Commander. What are you... Oh, come on! <laughs> and how is the Hanukkah observed, please, Lieutenant Ferellenberar? Well, the most important part of the celebration is the lighting of the menorah. We say a blessing as we light one candle for each night of the holiday, until on the eighth night, all the candles are lit. And then afterward, there are traditional foods and games and songs. Some people do presents for the kids, too, so they won't feel left out. Hanukkah usually falls right in the middle of the annual barrage of Christmas advertising. Oh, then it is true that a human who does not receive gifts during this season would experience the disappointment? Even those who do not celebrate the Christmas? Hmm. Yes, that would be within the typical range of responses. Although, as I'm sure you've noted, humans can be quite unpredictable. 
If that's not the pot calling the kettle black. Indeed! Avar constantly is encountering new perplexities as he is studying the human psychology. It is a subject that is of much challenge, but of tremendous reward also. Avar thanks the commander and lieutenant greatly for their teachings, but Avar must now depart if he is to find one who can expound upon the meaning of the Christmas. What about your roommate? Isn't he the one who usually explains human culture for you? The commander is correct, but it seems that the approach of the Christmas is causing some distress to friend John. Indeed, this is the impetus for Althar's current searching, so Althar does not wish to be up bringing the subject with friend John until he believes he can do so without increasing the distress. I see. Well, there are bound to be some Christmas events coming up, parties and so on. Maybe you could observe one of those. From a safe distance, I mean, we have enough eggnog vomit to deal with already at this time of year, but I'm sure a video feed or something could be worked out. Egg? Oh, would the electric egg perhaps be holding such an event? Alvar has observed human celebration there on many occasions, and Alvar has found an Excellent place to conceal himself while he is doing so behind the big Blurch Hunter 2 machine. That's a great idea, Althar. I'm sure you'll be able to learn plenty at the egg. And if that doesn't work out, there's always Christmas dinner at the Lucky Dragon Buffet on Gimel 12. Then Althar will be approaching the electric egg at once. Many thanks to both of you for your generous assistance. Althar wishes you the happiest of Hanukkahs and... Other celebrations! Well, that was relatively painless, all things considered. All right, where were we? Essene Gogo Remgov has lodged another complaint. Apparently, one of the hydroponic staff mistook him for a pile of mulch. He's threatening to take this to the ICSB unless we pay for his cilia reconstruction as well as another 20,000 credits in recompense for his physical, mental, and metaphysical pain and suffering. Oh, great Jones, preserve me. Dear Susan. Uh, no, no, she's, she's gonna think that's sarcastic. Just, just, just Susan. No, no, that's, that's too short all by itself. It looks weird. Um, to, to whom it may concern. Yeah. Merry Christmas. How are you? I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Out here in space, I'm doing my thing, you know, because, because, because I'm fine. Okay, that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, what, what else do you put in the Christmas letter? Um... Uh, Wow, it has been a busy year. In March, I finally got to see electroid tongues, and they were they were awesome. So shut up. And and then in June, Judy and I took our big ski trip to Triton, and I got duplicated in a teleporter accident. So if you want to see the pictures of the trip, I guess ask the new guy. And and then in July, I moved all all the way out to the fairgrounds 
because of the restraining order. And they got a new job. And a roommate who makes my stomach woogie. And a bunch of new friends. But they're not here now. Uh, hang, hang on. Mrs. F? No, it's just a plant. Okay. Okay. They're not here now, and I'm all by myself. All by myself for Christmas, which is, which is fine. Because I'm fine. I, I made a molar, <laughs> and I ate it all by myself. And now I'm, I'm a little sleepy. Uh, uh. On the 38th day of Corkish, my broodmate gave to me 38 dark hands blinding, 37 fendlings shrieking, 36 hatchets dropping. Alvar wishes to enter the electric egg! Hey, Alvar, give me a sec. We got any humans in the house tonight? Looks like the coast is clear, buddy. Come on in. Many thanks to you from Althar, but there are no humans present? This is most unfortunate. Hey, I know you like humans and all, but look at the bright side. You can sit here at the bar for once instead of hiding behind the war charger machine. But Althar must speak to a human! For No, Sinquance is not at all the chopped liver, but Althar has questions about the human Christmas, and he has been attempting all day to answer them with no success. Other had hoped that there would be perhaps a Christmas party at the Electric Egg that he could observe from behind the Big Blorch Hunter, too. Oh, Christmas. Yeah, this might not be the place for that. I mean, Chip usually puts out few specials, the traditional fried chicken and strawberry cake, but I guess it's more of a family holiday. Not a lot of humans want to spend it in a bar. Or, if they are spending it in a bar, they probably don't want to be reminded that it's Christmas. You tell her, sister! Oh, do you perhaps have knowledge of the Christmas cuisine? You tell her, sister? <laughs> Alpha does not know what there is to be done! Friend John has a sadness because of the Christmas, and Alvar wishes only to provide a remedy, but Alvar has not enough knowledge, and Alvar does not know where he can find it! Hey, hey, it'll be okay. We'll figure something out. Chip should be back any minute, and Dee's coming in for a shift soon. Which reminds me, better turn on the Eltorian warning sign. But that's at least two humans you can ask, right? Or, hey, Stoss may be a Zibidon, but he's almost as much of an Anthropo as you are. I bet he knows plenty about Christmas. Hey, Stoss, you got a minute? How many times I gotta tell you not to interrupt my pre-show ritual, man? I gotta get into the right headspace. I'm an artiste! Just finish up your flubber, Nutter, and get out here. Alpha needs your help with something. What? Oh. Hey, Alpha! Hmm. Good to speak to you, Palomino. What's the matter, Rob? Alpha is doing well, thank you. But 
father is having many questions on this day, and there has been unusual difficulty in finding one who can answer them. Could Stumps perhaps take time from his rituals to do the answering? Elver does not wish to interfere with the musical preparations. Nah, if Patrick, I had most of a jar. Should be tasting shade for a few hours. What's snagging you, Zood? Elver has observed that friend John has been having the feelings that are downward, and Elver believes this to be because of the inadequate Christmas. So, Elver is wishing to learn how to properly perform the Christmas so that he can make cheer for friend John. Scene stops. You have been living among humans for much longer than Elthar. Can you explain to Elthar the Christmas? Strees, Elthar. I know some stuff, but you know, it's not like they did Christmas back on Prang when I was a pupil. I guess the closest thing for us Zibs is the day of consanguineous obligation? But French John is unable to abase himself before the tombs of his ancestors because of the order of restraining. This is most unfortunate. Nah, man, it's spry. That's not a Christmas thing. I think. Uh, Christmas. Yeah, it's like, let me get my carapace together. Fred, I wish you asked me a couple of hours ago. I just polished off a whole kindergarten snack time and my tiles are cracking. You want to turn espresso to take the streaks off? Sure, man. Worth a shot. Alpha would be most grateful for any knowings that Stops could provide. Yeah, no sombrero, Zood. So... Usually, they do the Christmas thing at home with other humans, so I don't know how that boats. But one thing I do know is they've got a lot of Christmas music, like a lot. Enjoy the Christmas musics. I don't know if enjoy is the right word. Like, they play it everywhere. But then they dredge off about having to hear it. Forget taking requests from humans during Christmas season. You're going to end up with half the crowd zarked at you no matter what. Humans enjoy the complaining about the Christmas musics. At last there is progress. See, I told you would get you sorted out. Here's your espresso shop. Watch out for the corners. Thanks, dude. What else can Stops tell Arthur of the Christmas, please? All I know is from lyrics, man. Ah. Oh. Uh, it's a religious holiday? Yeah? You know that part? There's like a special star and some kings with cigars and a, a mild baby? So, a normal human baby is spicy? That doesn't sound right, Shops. Don't ask me, Mang. I just sing the tunes. I don't have to charm them. Perhaps mild in this case is referring to temperament and not flavor. Maybe, but he's supposed to be tender, too. Sounds like a recipe to me. Alva thinks this is unlikely, as it would violate many human taboos, but... Elthar is making a note of it. What other Christmas traditions are sung of in the human musics, please? Hmm. Well, if 
it's supposed to be in the winter, so there's a lot of about snow and cold and trying to keep warm. Of course, it's only in the winter on like half of the Earth, so everyone else just kind of uh, fogs it. The Christmas is a time of thermal discomfort. Excellent! Oh! Santa! He's like the Lord High Grand Epopt of Christmas. Sort of a reverse burglar? Big laughing zood and a red suit who skins it down your chimney while you're lasering logs. What is the chimney, please? I think it's like a vent. Oh, then the Santa would be in much danger on the fairgrounds. Oh, he carries a flamethrower. Could be. He's got to shimmy into some pretty rude corners no matter what. I mean, that's what they say, but I don't know. The chimney's probably like a metaphor or something. Seems like anyone can be Santa if they just put on the suit and make with the presents. Ah, the Christmas presents. This is of greatest interest to Althar. Yeah, Santa's supposed to be the pike with the presents. Lands on the roof, comes down the chimney, puts the booty in your socks and F.O.'s. Of course, he only comes across if you've been good. Otherwise, you're frilled. Oh, and he does all this in a sleigh with these reindeer zoos pulling it. But their real drifters got a serious bullying problem. And, uh, he's sometimes weirdly sexy. Cause, you know, humans. Humans. Humans! So, yeah, man. That's about the smell of it. Hope it helps. Stops has been most generous with his assistance. But Elthar is still not certain what would be the appropriate Christmas present for a human such as French John. Do the human musics provide examples of the kind of gift that would be well received? Could be just about anything, man. A light blue 57 convertible. Love. His own front teeth. Hey, everyone, what's... Ooh. Okay, where is it safe to look? Hello, Misty! Alvar is seated at the bar, but he will conceal himself behind the big blurch hunter, too, if that is preferable. No, no, you sit. I'm heading backstage anyway. Hold up, D. Alvar's got a whole scrab of questions about Christmas. You want to help him out? Alvar wishes to provide the Christmas for friend John. Has D celebrated the traditional human Christmas? Kind of. I don't really know how traditional it is. The original Tammuz colonists came from all over, so we've got a ton of different holidays that time of year, and they kind of ended up getting smushed together. Besides Christmas, there's Dongzi, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Yalda, Saturnalia. A lot of Tammuzians came from Saturn. Zaman Hof Day, Groundfall. People usually do kind of a mix and match depending on what they're into or what they grew up doing with their families. Ah, Dee is also a human whose family is absent from the fairgrounds, yes? What is the appropriate custom to celebrate the Christmas in this case? Well, you can still get a Christmas tree. The holographic ones aren't quite the same as a real plant, but they can be any size you want. So you can put one up no matter how depressingly tiny your apartment is. And I like to play the Yule Log video off Hecknet. <laughs> Order up some tanguan or jollof rice. Eggnog usually helps. Scratch that. Eggnog definitely helps. And I take everyone's holiday cards and hollows from home and stick them up on the wall. 
kind of makes me feel like they're here with me, which is way better than having them actually here with me. And if there are no cards and letters from the human family, what is to be done then, please? No fear. I've got like a hundred cousins and they keep making more. Oh, is this about John? D is correct. Alvar has been observing a sadness in friend John of much greater than the usual amount. I guess he must be pretty homesick, huh? Oh, Alvar had not considered that the sadness of friend John could perhaps be caused by disease. Then Alvar is knowing what to do. He will prepare the soup and saltines at once. No, <laughs> homesick isn't really a disease. It's just when you're away from home and you really, really miss it, I guess. I always had kind of the opposite problem, but I've seen it hit some people really hard. And if someone's feeling homesick, Christmas is pretty much guaranteed to make it worse. Oh, then it is up to Arthur to be providing the Christmas for friend John. What gifts would be most effective in making cure of the homesickness, please? Arthur will purchase them at once. Is there a recommended dosage of gifting? Uh, yeah. I think you're leaning into the metaphor a little hard there. The gifts aren't really the point anyway. It's supposed to be the thought that counts. I mean, that won't stop some people from complaining if they get a gift they don't like, believe me. But anyway, you don't really need to sweat the gifts. Despite all the commercialism, Christmas is still mostly about getting together and spending time with the people you care about. Oh no, then there can be no Christmas for friend John. He cannot be spending the time with his loved ones. The order of restraining forbids it. Oh, Streets. You've vaunched him, Dee. Uh, uh, okay. How about this? Just because John's family is back on Earth doesn't mean he needs to spend Christmas alone. Plenty of humans celebrate Christmas with their friends. We can definitely make that happen. No sombrero. Please don't cry. Oh, Arthur is most indebted to Dee for the assistance. At last he will be learning how to accomplish the proper human Christmas. Happy to help. And what the frid. I do the holidays solo every year. It'll be fun to have a real Christmas party for once. Hey, what? No. No Christmas parties. Oh, come on, Chorp. No, no way. Forget it. And Dee, why are you standing around in the doorway? Your set starts in 20 minutes. Check the sign. Greetings, Mr. Franco. Ah! Okay. Hey, Althar. Where is he? At the bar. And he's the reason we want to throw the party. It's John's first Christmas away from Earth. We're trying to cheer him up. It's just a Christmas party. What's the snag? I said no. There's nothing more depressing than Christmas in a bar. Except maybe my last bank statement. Arthur would be most appreciative of the assistance of Mr. Frinkel. Arthur has been seeking a remedy for the Christmas grief of friend John for many, many hours now. Arthur must admit that he was nearing the end of his cordage. What? Come on, Chip. John needs our help. And since when do you mind depressing people anyway? As long as they're feeling blue, they'll keep me out of the red. Isn't that what you always say? I mind when it's me getting depressed. I'm putting my foot down, Dee. We're not throwing a Christmas party. If Mr. Frinkel does not wish to himself be flinging the party of Christmas, could Althar perhaps be renting the electric egg for this purpose? Look, 
I get that you want to do something nice for John, but you'd need to pay through the, the whatever you use for a nose to make this worth my while. Well, that is of no difficulty. Elder has a most generous account of expense from the Iltorian Commonality Xenopsychology Interest Group. I'm picking my foot back up. Slightly. How much are we talking here? Well, Elder is uncertain of the appropriate recompense for the rentings. Would... 1.5 thousand credits per hour be sufficient? No! Is this amount inadequate? Has Althar given insult? I think what he's trying to say is that will be more than enough. Right, Chip? That sounds like a yes to me. So, let's start planning our first fairgrounds Christmas party. Santa Claus, he will come on a bus and sleigh. Hello! Is Franz John present in the room of living? May Elvar enter without distress? You can enter with the dress. <laughs> Greeting to Franz John! Elvar has most exciting news, but Elvar will not spoil the surprise. No, Elvar will spoil the surprise! Elvar is too excited! not to be sharing. Elther has prepared for friend John a party of the Christmas. Elther has invited the peoples of the fairgrounds to gather at the electric egg to celebrate the Christmas together. And Elther has made the shopping for the presents of Christmas also, so it is doubly fortunate that friend John does not look at Elther because Elther has not yet made a wrapping of them. Oh. Althar will need only a moment to be wrapping the presents of Christmas, and then French John and Althar may depart for festivity and Christmas cheer! Festivity? Yes! Althar has arranged much festivity with expert advice from Ms. D and Mr. Frinkel, so that French John can have a satisfactory human Christmas! Elthar has arranged the decoration, and the eggnog, and the gifts. Oh, Elthar must be borrowing one of the socks of Friend John, please, to hang by the vent with care. What? No, no, it's, it's a stocking, Elthar. Special kind of sock. Don't, don't go in my sock drawer, it's private. Oh, then Elthar will omit the sock hanging, Friend John. But now, the rubbings are completed, and it is time for Friend John and Elthar to go to the egg. forget how to walk. Oh! Arthur has learned today of the homesickness. Is this a symptom? No, I just had too much Molnar. You do a festivity for me, okay? But there are many, many friends and wishers of wellness who await Arthur and French John at the egg, and they will be performing all the necessary Christmas components for French John. Elthar has ensured that there will be genuine, non-holographic foliage on which to be hanging the tinsels and shiny orbs. And it was much difficulty in convincing Mrs. Frondrenax to participate. Oh, strees, Elthar. Now I feel like a total ingrate. But I'm so sleepy. Oh, but 
specialist Stella Reyes has also accepted invitation of Althar to join the festivity, although she will not be joining until after the end of her work cycle, in the event that she has not been incapacitated in her ceaseless combat against the menace of the Ventbiters, but she seemed to have great interest in celebrating the Christmas with John and Althar. Really? Stella's coming? Uh, okay, come on out here. Are the eyes of friend John closed? Just, just come on out. Althar is complying! Oh no! The digestive fluids! And it had been a full 37 cycles since the last incident. Now Althar must reset the sign. It's okay, Althar. I did it on purpose. I'll... I'll be sober er, in a minute. Let me grab a cold shower, and then we can go to your Christmas party. This will indeed be the merriest of Christmases! Okay, Arthur should be getting back with John any minute now. I think we're in pretty good shape. The buffet's fully stocked, the hollow holly looks just like the real thing, and the mistletoe is in the doorway. Uh, that might not be such a good idea. What if... Oh, no. I made sure Althar knows to keep away from it. We're flush. Oh, good. Because... Yeah, okay. Let's not think about that anymore. Ever. So, uh, it looks like we'll have a pretty good turnout, considering the short notice. I thought this was a Christmas party. Where the hell are the Martian dancers in those little bikini things? What the frid? You invited the security goons? Yeah, I know, but John doesn't have that many friends. I had to pad the guest list a little. Don't worry, Dormer mellows out pretty fast once he's had a few triple phase bourbons in him. Anyway, he's not going to give anyone a plastic hassle while the commander's here. We should be good. Fair enough. Did you ever hear back from Jesus Bot? Oh, he couldn't make it. He's on duty this shift. Same with Isaac Newton Bot. And Dickens Bot was super not into it. Nerds. Martin Luther Bot was the best I could do. He's over there by the bandstand trying to get stops to let him sit in. But I have the spirit of a new song setting that needs to sing. Don't crowd me, Chippy. Get your own walls hither and get your mitts off my axe. Well, that's something. The more the merrier, right? Yeah. I should have thought to charge Althar by the head, or anatomical equivalent. You're just full of Christmas spirit, aren't you? Not yet. I should get on that. Hey, Bubbles! Another Tom and Jerry. Easy on the nutmeg. Sure thing, boss. Oh, hey, HF. Glad you could make it. Mary! Yeah, no, uh, listen. Let's get one thing straight right away. I'm here having a drink with some friends at a place of public accommodation. The fact that a Christmas party happens to be going on at the same time is a complete coincidence. Because I don't do Christmas. Okay. Uh, how about a completely non-denominational eggnog? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> hey, Mindy, for all, good to see you on this totally ordinary and not special occasion. Hey, Mrs. F, how are... Oh. Wow, you really got into the Christmas spirit, huh? What? I don't know what you mean. You're covered in... Well, uh, just because I'm a plant doesn't mean I don't know how to dress for a party. It's not that you don't look nice, Mrs. F, but those are definitely Christmas ornaments. Now, Dee, 
Floozies wear Christmas ornaments. Ladies wear baubles. Soap on a vermouth and infused mineral water, please. I'm feeling a bit behind. Yeah. Are you okay, John? I had a molar. <laughs> what? Excuse me, D. I think I can be of assistance. One moment, please. There you go, John. Your level of intoxication should now be at pleasantly buzzed, if I've calibrated correctly. Whoa. What? Did you just, like, teleport the alcohol out of my bloodstream or something? Of course not, John B. That would be absurd. Oh. Right. I merely exchanged some of your present blood supply with a similar quantity from a point in your personal timeline at which you will once again be sober. Oh. Is that safe? Safe is a relative term, John. But I don't foresee that it should cause you any immediate difficulties. Do let me know if you begin experiencing a persistent sense of unstuckness, however. Uh, will do. Thanks? Not a problem. Season's greetings. All right. I think it's time to decorate the tree. Mrs. F, are you ready? Oh, no. I've decorated myself plenty, thank you very much. I'm not some poor quiescent conifer for you sick mammals to uproot and have your way with. Oh, come on. You promised. No, I won't tolerate such disrespect. Mrs. F., you've got it all wrong. It's not disrespectful. It's... Uh, we're celebrating how great plants are. There's a ton of Christmas songs about that. I don't know. Let me show you. Stops, the holly and the ivy in F. I suppose I don't want to be a party excavator. Bring that tinsel over here. Let's get festive. Woohoo! Get down with your bad self, Miss F. You know, Mrs. F, I may not practice any religions, but even I've got to admit there's something about a well decorated plant that lifts the spirits this time of year. Oh, Fugonar, oh, Fugonar, you give us air to breathe in. Oh, Fugonar, oh, Fugonar, no matter if we're heathen, without you in each leafy glen, we'd soon run out of oxygen. Oh, Fugonar, oh, Fugonar, a friend in every season. Oh, oh, that was lovely. Oh, thank you, HF. 
Christ me, all this attention? My cart cells are all a tingle. Mrs. F, you look beautiful. Thank you so much, Dee. I do feel a bit cheap, but I have to admit, sometimes it's nice to play at being something you're not. All right, let's keep this muscle going. Who else wants to do one? I suppose I could participate. Dreadle, dreadle, if you please. Well, I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready with dreidel, I will play. Oh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready with dreidel, I shall play. It's not a polyhedron, but it is built to spin. It fights against inertia, but it can never win. No! And when it topples over, a symbol of our fate. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And happy Hanukkah to us all. How about you, Chifarino? You got anything for us? Alas, Sing Stubbs, the commander is not permitted to be sharing her celebrations. Actually, there is one song we sing at this time of year that we're permitted to share with the uncatechized multitudes. Stops. Do you know many good things? No sweat. Oh, joy! Oh, tis the season of many good things that we do not speak about. Don't ask us any questions or we'll have to kick you out. Anyone else got one? How about you, John? What's your favorite holiday number? Oh, uh, no thanks. I'm not exactly a singer. Come on, dude. Open your head and let the pictures come. We'll all yam it with you. How about it? What'll it be? Huh, okay. Why not? How about, uh, Deck the Halls? Sure thing. Alpha, you want to get in on this? I've got a tambourine you can use. Alpha would be most grateful for the use of the... Tambourine. How is it worn, please? Just fog it, dude. You'll be flush. All right. Deck the halls, everyone. You all know it. for his human friends. But please be enjoying the gifts of Alvar, everyone! Wow, okay. Hey. Oh, wow, Althar! I didn't get you anything. 
Nobody did. Oh, please do not have concern. There could be no greater gift for Althar than the presence of his dearest friends at his first Christmas in this, the most wonderful place in the universe. Okay. No, please be unwrapping your gifts so Althar can perceive your joyous surprise. This wrapping paper is beautiful, Althar. Although I have to say, I, I don't think I've ever quite experienced a texture like this before. Althar, where did you get this paper? <laughs> Althar is very pleased that you are noticing. Althar was informed that the gifts made by the hand are most in the spirit of the Christmas, but Althar was not able to be crafting so much on the short notice, so instead Althar has created his own paper of wrapping out of his own sheddings and exfoliations! Merry Christmas from Listening to Life with Althar, Episode 12. This episode was written by Barrett Johnson for Gemini Collision Works and starred John Amir's John B., Barrett Johnson as Althar, Amanda Lapergola as Mrs. Frontenax, Eli Ganeas as HF, Derek Peterson as Stops, Zuri Washington as D, Chris Lee as Chip Frinkle, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, and Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, and also featured Linus Gelber, David Arthur Backrack, Holly Pocket McCaffrey, Ian W. Hill, Jessica Stoya, Rolls Andre, Anna Stefanik, Philip Cruz, and Lex Friedman. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Philip, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Holiday musical arrangements by Anna and Barrett. Life with Althar logo and illustration by Dean Haspiel. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2019 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another Tale from the Fairgrounds. But until then, happy holidays from Gemini Collision Works, and let's rejoin the festivities at the Electric Egg. Friend John, is the party not of sufficient festivity? Has Althar neglected to provide any Christmas components? Oh, no, Althar, this has been great. The best Christmas I ever had. You did an incredible job on this, really. Thank you. But then, why does Friend John sit here by the door? Is it not customary at the party of Christmas to perform the mingling and the jingling? Sure, yeah, I'll do some of that too. I just... You said that Stella might stop by when her shift ended, if she survives. And I'm not sure when that is, so I just wanted to make sure I didn't... Oh, hey there, John B. Stella, hi. It's... Oh my god, there's a vent biter on you! Kill no, it! No, 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 it's a plushie! I, I... I didn't have time to wrap it. I know it's kind of... I, I just wanted to get you something, and this was all the gift shop had left. Didn't mean to freak you out. Sorry. 
Oh, no, 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 uh, it's, uh, it, it's cute <laughs> in a blood-curdling kind of way. Uh, thanks. So, hey, you don't have to stand out there in the hall. Come on in and join the party. Will do. I could use a good strong drink. To be concluded in two weeks in the season finale of Life with Althar.